welcome back in Main Street Sports today with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton. I'm JP Plant filling in for Chris. He'll be hopefully back on Monday. Uh, plenty to get to here in the second half. Max Hertz will join us coming up in just a little bit around 3 o'clock today, so stay tuned for that. We'll talk a little Nash Vegas Predators um, and um, more to come as well. Uh, grab bag segment six. Oh, you just got one thing. Yeah. One, one big, one isolated bag today. So no variety pack today. No, no variety pack. No variety no. pack. All right. I like it. All right. Um, in the meantime, though, uh, it's the uh, NFL Conference Championships coming up uh, on Sunday. And despite our dismay of our team not being a part of it, we still want to discuss about it because it's the NFL and because we like football and we'll be watching. And the guy that watches with us um, and uh, kind of gives us his perspective, Andrew the Earl Moore, joining us now live on the phone. Andrew, welcome back into the program. Happy Friday. Hey, gentlemen, how are y'all doing? Gentlemen, we're, we're where, where, who? Wow. Uh, we're we're good, man. We're good for we're good for a Friday. Good there. <laughs> when, when we're when we're considering a football weekend that doesn't include our team, we're we're trying to be good. Not as fun, is it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so with that, how does that impact your rooting interests this weekend? Um. I mean, if I'm going to be honest, I really I don't care. It's just it's just whoever wins kind of just wins, and I'm going to watch it for some entertainment. Um, but I mean, if if I had to choose right now, I'm kind of looking for a for whatever reason a uh, a San Fran versus Cincinnati uh, Super Bowl. I know that's random and weird, and I don't know if I can really explain that. But that's kind of what I'm just kind of hoping for uh, now that my team's not in it. It's kind of old school, actually. It is. That's a little bit before my time. I'm old, but I'm not that old. So it would it, just be kind of cool to see another one of those uh, Super Bowl matchups that, you, you know, you watch NFL Network and you see the replays and you, you see the documentaries. So it would be kind of cool to see those two teams go up against, uh, against each other once one more time. They played in Super Bowl twenty three was held on January twenty second, 1989. So I can imagine that was – before your time, just a little bit, slightly. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, they played nineteen eighty one. Yeah, well, right. Yeah, well, the eighty one season, nineteen eighty two Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl um, sixteen. It was a massive snowstorm in Minneapolis where they held that. Of course, the dome, De- Detroit. Detroit was it? Detroit. Okay, yeah. I knew it was somewhere up there. Yeah. One of those domes, somewhere up north. Somewhere up north where there was a ton of snow. Yeah, yeah and Joe Montana won both of those in uh, dramatic fashion. Uh, Andrew, you know of Joe Montana, right? <laughs> I, I know of Joe Montana. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll just say this uh, now. I have one team. I always have one team as long as they're here, and that's the Titans. But before the Titans were a thing, both of my parents were San Francisco fans. So you, okay. if you kind of rummage through the closet deep, deep, deep down, you, you'll still find some, hmm. you know, some Steve Young jerseys and some blankets and some old coats and T-shirts. So, uh, like the Titans are my team, but I, I guess that might explain my pick. I have a little bit of a soft spot for the for, for the uh, 49ers. Okay. Well, I think they've got some work ahead of yeah. them to get past the Rams, um, and and I think Cincinnati has some work ahead of them to get past Kansas City as well. I think those would probably be my picks. The home teams, yeah. 
Just, that, that, I mean, being at home at this point, I, I would imagine helps tremendously. I think being at home, I also think that um, as we saw last weekend, quarterback play is paramount at this time of year. Yeah. And I just think that Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford are better equipped to step up on the big stage than – more so than Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think Joe Burrow can hold his own. I think you yeah. can count on a couple of misfires at some point from Jimmy G that will oh, ultimately make absolutely. the difference in that ball game. And of course, the, the, the smart money is always bet your money on Patrick Mahomes. He, I mean, was it the third year in a row he's been here and done that type of situation? Fourth. Uh, it was now in the championship. Fourth. Yeah. Goodness. See, I can't, yeah, I can't mm-hmm. even count. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, I mean, Matthew Stafford's definitely talented enough to get it done. Uh, this is, I mean, this is brand new to him. This is year 12, 13, 14 for him, and this is his very first time he's been in this situation, um, which I'm sure has to, I would like to imagine, that it would uh, play a part and maybe the outcome of the game. Um, I, I think the, the Rams and 49ers game is really intriguing just because they play in the same division. Uh, San Francisco's already beaten them twice, if I remember correctly. And twice uh, last year, too. Like they won, the, yeah, they won like four or five in a row against the Rams. And they just, I mean, they just played less, mm-hmm. well, I guess right at a month ago, mm-hmm. that, uh, that very last time of the, of the year, which was super exciting. And, course if we all watched it on tv we realize and know how many san francisco 49ers fans showed up to that game in la so that could also be uh something to look forward to 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 kind of help the match up a little bit for an away team like san francisco because i mean it's I, I don't i don't think san francisco and la they're not right next to each other but i think it's within an eight hour drive of each other so that's that's an easy trip i would imagine for a lot of 49ers fans to make to be uh once again in the uh, conference championship. Yeah, I think um, I think the Rams even tried to take some measures to kind of limit yeah. 49er fan <laughs> access to SoFi. What you... Yeah, I don't know exactly what they did, but, they, you know, something that, you know, the Titans, I think, have done, the Predators, I'm sure most franchises have done, but, you know, it could be something with the, the you know, the geo-tracking of where you're buying your tickets from. I think they just canceled out. Um, Andrew, anybody from the Bay Area uh, that may want to get in. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned about Stafford. Um, I was leery about Stafford because he hadn't been in this situation when the playoffs started. And he has proven himself. Not through any fault of his, True. He has has proven himself. (laughs) I think he's proven himself thus far. And he's got the best receiver in the league in Cooper Cup. Um, And – you know, it feels like it's time. Although I like the 49ers and I really like Debo Samuels. There's nothing to not like yeah. about Debo Samuels. And and obviously, you know, Jawan Jennings having played his college ball yep. at, at UT and his high school ball at Blackman is a is a guy to that I'm I'm sure a lot of locals are keeping an eye on as well. But um Jimmy if if I mean Look no further than the fact that the 49ers took a quarterback in the first round of last year's draft. They don't believe in yep. their guy. Why are we supposed to? That's right. Well, he's absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Andrew. Uh, I, I, just, I don't think really anybody 
really believes in Jimmy G, but there's one thing that, you know, we can't really take away from him. And this is the second time in just the last three years that he's, he's been in this position. So he's, he's not going to wow you. He's not going to amaze you. He's not going to be someone that we really remember in the next 10 years, but he's doing something right. Cause once again, he has his, his team just four quarters away from another Super Bowl. So, we got we got to give them a little credit uh, where, where it's due. I think that's fair. Yeah, um, that's, that's fair. Andrew, we got about a minute left. Uh, you said who kind of your you think you'd like to see just for a historical reference the Niners and the Bengals, but who do you think will actually win these two games on Sunday? If I okay, I just with my emotions out of the way, I, I think Kansas City is going to win just because okay. they've, like I said, been there, done that so many times in a row, and you can't really argue against the Rams right now either because they arguably have one of the best offenses when they're clicking in the league. So we might see a a, a high-powered offense versus a high-powered offense. Uh, Kansas City and the Rams is who I think is going to go. Who I hope is going to go is the Bengals and the 49ers. All right, Mo likes the home teams. Mm-hmm. I like the Chiefs. I think you know, thirteen seconds, Mahomes. I mean, that's all I need to say. I think Absolutely. it is time. I think it is time for the Rams to get over that Forty Nine er hump. But because um, you know the Niners have beat them so many times for us, so I, I, I guess I got to go with the two home teams as well. Right. I'm going to go. So Andrew, hey, we appreciate it. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy the weekend, and keep things straight down there on the square. Okay. Oh, I'll do my best. Appreciate you guys. All right, buddy. Andrew, the Earl Moore. I want to, every time I say the Earl, I think the Pearl Monroe. <laughs> and and it almost comes out. Andrew, the Pearl Monroe, but it's Andrew, the Earl Moore. So, there we go. Um, former intern and uh, NFL aficionado, football aficionado, and... Um, uh, and and a beer aficionado too, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the golden concoction of a local establishment. Our friends down at Asgard. So, all right. Um, hey, we're gonna talk with Max Hers. No tea. Max Hers coming up. Uh, Nashville area broadcaster. We saw him down in Chattanooga with mm-hmm. uh, the um, with the, the Blue, Blue Cross, Cross Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Did some uh, call for that, so uh, we'll talk Preds and other stuff. We'll see what else Max wants to get into. Stay with us here. This is Main Street Sports today. It is presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Back to the Lee Company Studio after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 
Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joints. It is JP in the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton. JP here filling in for Chris. He'll be back on Monday. The Sundrop Kid from Alabama, so fret not. He's getting a caffeine IV at the moment. <laughs> the Golden Cola. Oh, man. All right. Um, been a good show today. If you missed any part of the show, by the way, you can always go back and uh, find the podcast. Um Main Street Sports today, the first half, which uh, included Charles Pulliam from the Williamson Herald. Uh, also, the second half, which uh, just talked with Andrew the Earl Moore. Not the Pearl Monroe, but Andrew the Earl Moore. And our next guest, who is a Nashville area broadcaster, does all kinds of stuff. Uh, we're happy to have with us on the show Max Hers, who um, is with us here on Main Street. Max, welcome in the show. How you doing, buddy? What's up, guys? Uh, I owe a long overdue thank you to Mo for getting me on. I was going to be on with him and Chris in Chattanooga, and I was really only there for the morning game, so we never made it happen, but happy to be with you guys. Well, happy to have you, Max. And um, had some career developments, I guess, since since Chattanooga. Got to um, – you, you got a battlefield promotion there, I guess. Did a little um, <laughs> play-by-play for the Preds in the absence of – Pete Weber, um, how many games did you um, wind up doing? I did two. Two. And and what was your record? <laughs> one and one, <laughs> which I'll happily take. <laughs> there, there you go. Um, Preds dropping a 3-2 shootout loss to Edmonton last night on the road, and they've um, – Got a little break here. Four off days before they resume play on Tuesday back at Bridgestone Arena against Vancouver. That's um a little different. Yeah, so the, the Preds have been really one of the least affected teams schedule-wise by COVID cancellations, and this break isn't because of that. But uh, the weekend off was already part of the schedule. But Tuesday was supposed to be their last game before the Olympic break and there's no more Olympic break. NHL players aren't going to the Olympics. 
And instead, teams are going to play a lot of makeup games so that we can get the season done by the original end date of the end of April and start the playoffs the first week of May. So the president had a few games canceled. Mostly it was because of other teams not being able to play. So they have one of the lighter loads over the month of February. They don't have any back-to-backs in that stretch. They have a couple of weeks with only two games. And that'll help them because a lot of their makeup games are against really good teams. It's a lot of the teams that they were actually in the modified division with last year. The Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Lightning, the Stars, and the Caps are in there too. These are really good teams they're going to play. And they don't have a lot of back-to-backs in there. They don't have a ton of ground schedule-wise to make up, which is good because they're towards the top of the division right now in a pretty secure playoff position. But the most important thing is the no back-to-backs, meaning presumably for the next month, all the way through the outdoor game on that final Saturday of February, UC Soros is going to be able to play every single game, which is really, really big for them because he's been playing a ton. Some people are arguing he's overused. I disagree with that because the schedule has allowed him to play almost every game. And when he's so good, and I mean, the backups have been fine. Ingram was good in a couple of starts earlier in the season. David Riddick is the real backup. He was out for those games, but, and you want Soros to play every game you can get, and with how long this regular season is now because of the changes with the cancellation and an extra couple weeks here and there, just keep playing Soros and give him off in the back end of a back-to-back all the way down the stretch, and I wouldn't really worry about overuse. I think the schedule sets him up okay to just keep on riding it. Speaking with Max Hers, Nashville Predators, insight we're gaining from him, and you know, Max, January has been a pretty streaky month for the Preds, it looks like. When when you just look at the schedule for the month, they won, what, five in a row? They lost four in a row? They won three straight before last night's loss. Um, and you'll, you'll certainly take the winning streaks, but you, you want to kind of minimize those back-to-back defeats, I guess. What, what are you seeing out of this bunch here as – as the season continues. Yeah, I don't I don't think the losing streak was a huge deal outside of the first game of that streak, which was actually the second game I announced against the Sabres, which was a bad loss at home to a bad team starting their fifth string goalie. And the Preds beat themselves in that game. I'm sure they would tell you that. They scored what was basically an own goal. Matt Benning was trying to clear the puck to the corner. UC Soros was a little bit out of the crease and the puck just hit Soros' leg pad and bounced into the goal. That was the first goal of the game. Then the third goal they gave up in the game to go down 3-1. Roman Yossi had just come on the ice. Phil Myers, who was filling in on the bottom pair, was trying to get off to complete the change. So Yossi's partner, who was Carrier that night, to get on. And they ran into each other in the neutral zone, and Jeff Skinner got a breakaway. And You know he's not going to miss that. So that made it 3-1, and they gave up an empty netter. So... That was a game where there were a lot of swing plays and uh, it didn't really go their way. The back end of that losing streak was a back-to-back. Uh, the first game in St. Louis, Soros played, but they were really thin on D. Ben Harper, who's now their ninth-string defenseman, had the play, and uh, he had a turnover that led to a goal. So, I mean, that loss, you get what you get with that lineup, and then the next day Riddick started and they did not win. So when they've been at full strength and had Soros in there, they've had good results most of this month, and I think that's what's most important because if they don't have six capable D-men in the lineup every night, and I think they've found a new number six in Matt Tennyson who's played the last four games and been pretty solid back there, 
when they when they have a decor they like and have Soros in gold, they've been for the most part winning every game they should. Max Herz, our guest here on Main Street Sports today. Uh, Max, I'm I'm curious, uh, you know, no stranger obviously to doing play by play, but the opportunity to to get into the NHL booth, uh, hockey has to be one of the more difficult sports to call, uh, not only because of the speed of the game, but the names as well. I'm curious what your preparation once you got the nod for that. What was that like leading up to uh, to those two games? Yeah, it was the dream come true, first of all, to get to do it. And I'm very fortunate that a couple of folks at 1025 The Game, Chase McCabe and Willie Donick, really recommended me highly to the team and really pushed for me to get a chance to do it. And that a couple of folks with the team, Bill Wickett, who is the relatively new chief marketing officer of the team, as well as a lot of the broadcast and media staff, Bob Cole, Kevin Wilson, Nick Barnowski, a whole crew that I do know better from my time here in Nashville, that they were both sides of it, but really especially the team were trusting of me. The people at 1025 The Game know what I'm capable of and knew that I would do a good job with it. But for the Preds to trust someone in their 20s whose highest level of hockey game calling experience was Vanderbilt Club Hockey before this, just because there's not a lot of hockey that gets broadcast in Nashville. I mean, other than the big show, there ain't much. So um, for them to trust me was a really big deal. But to answer your question, JP, about my preparation, I tried to keep it as simple as possible, knowing the sport, like you said, and also knowing that it was radio and not TV, I really, I didn't want to give anything that I didn't need to give. I just wanted to know names and numbers, obviously the most important thing, memorize as many jersey numbers and line combinations as I could, and uh, that ended up uh, being good. I mean, I obviously had a chart in front of me that I'd made with everybody's name and number on it in line order, but um, as the games went on, I really did not do much looking down, even for the opposing teams, which uh, I, I was very pleased with how little I had to look down, but I didn't really try to give anything other than who has the puck, where's the puck, what team has the puck, and what zone are they in, and then anything else I could give beyond that is great extra detail. Uh, but I just tried to follow the action. I didn't want to go too fast, which I was worried about. And I think I did a good job with my pacing and speed. So I was really happy with it. And Hal Gill, who I was with, I have uh, I watched him play in the NHL. I was in the building when he won his only Stanley Cup in 2009 for the Penguins in Detroit. I've gotten to hear him on Preds for, I think, the last five years. He's been the radio color guy. and He's unbelievably good at it. We are extremely lucky to have him. And uh, he, he should be do he should be doing national games. He could be doing national games if he wanted to. I think he may have been asked to do it before, but he likes doing the Preds games, and he is unbelievably good at it. So I knew his strengths as someone who has worked on the broadcast a lot and as it highlights a lot. So I just let him carry a lot of the analysis, and I knew that if I missed something or if I just wanted to get past something because a couple of things happened really quickly, he would be there to recap it and also obviously fulfill his duty of being a color commentator and give the why of how it happened, which uh, is, is his role. Uh, and he's so great at it, but uh, I just answered your question in like five different ways, but that was how I went into it. No, I, well, I could tell. Like I said, I, I'm curious, did, did they set you up with a, a red line phone from Pete Weber in case, uh, in case he needed to, to contact you in the middle of the game? <laughs> Uh, because I, I wish I had a, a red line from Pete Weber implanted in my brain, no first of all, uh, at all. Uh, I love that man. He was unbelievably supportive. He is, I've learned a lot from him 
um, just from listening and, of course, talking to him as well. But uh, he's so good. And I think the biggest thing I've taken from hearing him uh, call games for a while is it's okay to be funny. It's okay to entertain yourself. And Preds fans who watched him on TV with Crispy since the beginning and now listen to him on the radio with Hal uh, know that there is probably always going to be something funny or a reference to the slap shot or the 80s Buffalo Sabres or the 80s Buffalo Bison or the 70s LA Kings. Whatever it is, Pete's got it. And even if even if it's just to make himself laugh or to make his partner laugh, it's perfect. It's so perfect. So um, that's probably the biggest thing I've learned from Pete because I didn't, I didn't used to be comfortable telling jokes on air because I feel like a lot of times broadcasters will tell jokes and you'll be like, oh, God, what a terrible joke. Like, Tony Romo talking about his golf swing or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't give a crap about that. Um, but when timed well, and especially on a local broadcast where the fan base can kind of be in on your jokes and you have a little bit of a shared history with them, I think that has a place. But um, every game I edit highlights for, which is my usual job on the radio network, um, I'm probably in there for about a third of the game, which I've been doing for four years and I love doing because um, you get to hear every moment of every game. I always pull funny stuff out of it so um, and send it to Pete, and we get a, a pretty good blooper reel by the end of the year, that's for sure. Well, it sounds like, Max, you, you've got a fix on what the broadcast entails, you know, for at the local level and that kind of thing, and, and where to inject your personality and that kind of thing, and, and I think that's the key because a lot of folks, like you said, try to be funny at times when it's not. You know, so um, that their self-awareness is always a good thing. Yeah, uh, I would 10,000% agree with that. Um, and I think that's something I've gotten better at, too, every time I broadcast the game. I mean, I, I'm i 27 years old. I've been doing play-by-play since uh, the end of my freshman year of college, and I always feel like I'm getting better at it and fine-tuning little pieces of it as well. So it's it's always a gradual process, I think everyone in the world who does play-by-play is hopefully getting better every time, even Joe Buck, Jim Nance, Dan Schulman, whoever you want to name, who are the the biggest national voices or your favorite broadcaster or whoever it is. Um, yeah, if you're not, get, if you're not getting better, uh, you're not paying attention um, and you're not evaluating yourself properly. So that's something I always try to do. I always try to elicit feedback from as many people as I can. I always want feedback from literally anybody. And this isn't just people in broadcasting. Like, I like when fans, whether it's people I've met or not, fans of whatever team I'm broadcasting will give me feedback, even if it's negative. I want all the feedback I can get because everybody listens differently. It's all subjective. So every single piece of feedback I get, um, I try to use. Like one time, uh, one of my favorite pieces of feedback I ever got was from an usher at the Vanderbilt baseball game uh. when I was the side reporter for SEC Network Plus, which I did for six years, um, and I loved being at the dugout with the team. The uh, the usher said, like, I didn't know we had a sideline reporter for baseball, and they had seen me do it, and they were like, you do a good job. And they didn't say this because I had done it. It was because I was new to sideline reporting. They said, like, the one thing I hate that sideline reporters always do it starts sentences with I when they say, like, I spoke to Tim Corbin this week and he yeah. told me that Christian Little, blah, 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 blah. It should always be done in the third person. I don't know if it's first person or third person, whichever way it goes. But it, it's not it's not an I sentence. 
regardless of if he, who he said it to, it would be. Tim Corbin said this week that Christian Little needs to throw his fastball more in, in backwards counts or things like that. And that's I, I really like that piece of advice. And it came from an usher at the baseball stadium. So um, it's, a, it's a constant feedback loop. Um, it, uh, it helps you have thick skin, I'm sure, too, as uh, you guys know, especially Mo in the in the written world, I'm sure you get some uh, funky emails from high school fans and such. Nah, yeah, never. no, no, they, <laughs> they don't. They don't have passion about that. Um, well, Max, uh, this this is this has been enlightening, and uh, congratulations, by the way, to all your early success and what little I've talked to you. Uh, you're going to have a long career in this because uh, you, you you get it, and uh, we look forward uh, to talking to you more. Uh, how can people follow you, by the way, with uh, your your regular work and other things that you may be doing? My Twitter is at MaxHerzHawk, D-A-L-K-S. Uh, my DMs are open there. My email is not very hard to find, uh, but I'll let people sleuth for it out there if they want an easy find. And I actually at the first Vanderbilt baseball practice of the year right now watching them take BP. So uh, there you go. hopefully see and hear me a little bit there this year as well. All right. Anchor down. All right, uh, Max, we appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, good stuff right there. More to come here on uh, Main Street Sports Today. We'll be back after this. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net.
back in Main Street Sports today. Over here multitasking, so. We're still good, though. We're still good. JP Plant filling in for Chris Yao, the Sundrop Kid from Alabama. We'll be back uh, by Monday, resting that voice up. Over there, the Hall of Famer and uh, Sports Writer of the Year. Heading over to um, to Mild Stomping Grounds coming up in June for the big festivities to be honored for that night. Should be fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that for yes, you. For you, and uh, that's 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 exciting. We might just have to make that a field trip. We might. We might. You know, you go through Asheville on the way over. And on the way back. And on the way back. That's right. Yeah. A twofer. A twofer. Um, Max Herz, uh, who uh, just joined us, uh, got to call uh, a couple of Preds games, filled in for Pete Weber, um, works on the broadcast as well, and does some other stuff. Um, 27 years old. Isn't that disgusting? It it, (laughs) really is. For someone someone who... um, you know, who who went to school and, you know, kind of wanted to be a, a play-by-play guy. And, you know, I got, I, I've dabbled a little bit, not to his level, but, yeah, it is a little disgusting. Mm-hmm. 27, he's getting these opportunities. But he's earned it. You could tell by talking to him. Right. Uh, right. That and, he knows what he's doing and he's well-prepared. And that's the thing. You know, i got a lot of stories about folks that haven't earned it. But <laughs> um, it, it's cool to see someone at that age who he, who has put in the work. Yeah. And is seeing, you know, the fruits of his labor and, and has the humility about it. Yeah. Because not everybody that's does. That's true. And that's why he's going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's already gotten pretty far, but he, he's going to have a long career um, in, in, in this uh, industry because, because he gets it. You know, he's, he's as you mentioned, not afraid to, um, uh, to be humble as uh, we look out the window. How about that? Some snow flurries. Not loving that. Man. There you go. Wasn't expecting that, but um, be safe out there. Uh, yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, but that, that was that was fast. If you missed part of that interview, of course, you can always get the podcast or special guest podcast. Just follow uh, Main Street Sports special guest, and uh, you'll get to hear all of our guests uh, every day. So uh, everywhere podcasts are available, including the first half of the show, second half of the show, or you can listen to just the guests as well. We... We're equal opportunist when it comes to listening availability. Well, we, we oh. want to make it as easy as possible right. on our listeners. I mean, that is correct. Because speaking of humility, <laughs> we're not so egotistical as to think that everybody wants to listen to two hours of us every day. But <laughs> we do sometimes tend to have some pretty good guests. Yes. You know, yes, we do. I.e. Michelle Vopel last night, mm-hmm. even though she missed on that UT Auburn game. What was the final? I didn't catch the score. Then what was seventy one sixty one Auburn? Auburn was the final. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. It, it it is old school women's basketball with with Tennessee back up where they are. Auburn has the tradition. Mm-hmm. Ole next, Miss is back in the top yep. twenty five. Next mean, you're, you're going to have Georgia, Virginia, Stanford's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's man. starting to get back. Move to, o- move over, UConn. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> There we go. So, um, final segment. Wanted to mention NC. I'm sorry, NBA All Star Game starters have been announced, and among those starters, you remember that guy about five weeks or so ago that was coming back from an injury for the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. That, that Grizzly fans were fans saying they that were they were better off without him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
He's in the starting lineup for the West Hello. in the All-Star game. Obviously, other teams uh, like his, his value. John Morant averaging 25.8 points a game, 6.9 assists per game, and 5.9 rebounds a game, making his first All-Star appearance. Mm. Well-deserved, too. And that's the, the starters, they're still voted, right? Yeah. they voted? Yeah. Top five vote-getters? Let me just say – there's probably 31 other teams out there that would love to have John Moran. Yeah. So. And and I, and I I think the organization I I think they appreciate him for whatever reason the fans just I I don't I don't know what came of them for that stupidity. Yeah. I don't know. Other West starters, in addition to West captain LeBron James or um, Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic. And Andrew Wiggins. Wiggins also making his first yeah. all-star game appearance. Um, on the east side, Kevin Durant is the captain. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis. From Milwaukee. The, from the champion, World champion Milwaukee Bucks. Making his sixth appearance. DeMar DeRozan, five-time mm. all-star. Joel Embiid. And from the Atlanta Hawks. Trey. Trey Young. Trey Young. Ice Trey. Ice Trey. Yes, sir. Yeah. So those are your five starters for the East West All Star game. Um, whenever that is. I have to say, I'm not a I'm not a huge regular season NBA fan, but I do like watching Trey Young and, yeah. and John Morant. There's some really good young talent mm-hmm. in the NBA right now that um, you know, uh, in the NFL the quarterbacks, you know, Ben Roethlisberger retired recently, Phillip Rivers, um, Eli Manning, of course, the three of those in the same class mm-hmm. that came out. Peyton Manning's gone. Tom Brady may be out. Aaron Rodgers, one or two. There's some really good young quarterbacks. The league is going to be fine. The, same with the NBA with mm-hmm. some of the some of the talent. I mean, you know, you've got LeBron that's aging, 37, still playing though, about as good as he could play, which is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's some really good young talent. This should be fun. Um... The All-Star Draft is set for February 10th after they announce the reserves on February 3rd, yeah. which is what, Wednesday? Mm, it could be, yep. yeah, coming up. And then the All-Star Weekend is February 18th through 20th. So, Where's this year's? In, are they in Vegas? Uh, that I couldn't tell you. I don't remember where they're going this where year. Where is it? No, it's in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Hmm. Right you there know, by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yep. Um, Darius Garland might have something to say about being on the, being a reserve on the All Star team. Well, there he had a, he had a lot of support for a starting spot. So um, apparently the voters didn't agree. But but yeah, um, it looks like the the what is it NBA tonight? Is that Ernie Johnson in that bunch? What Inside is, the NBA, it's mm-hmm. the, that bunch is um, pushing Garland for a reserve, which. Would be spectacular. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully he'll get in there and you know being able to play in front of his, uh, front of the home fans, mm-hmm. uh, well deserved. Um, which which is great for him, the young man. But it just it uh, it hurts even more to see how good he is. We knew how good he was going to be, and how short of time he had at Vanderbilt as a Vandy fan. Six games. Yeah, something like that. And that and that was, you know, I don't know what would have happened that year, but once he got hurt. That train came off the rails oh. at Vanderbilt. And, you know, Stack is still trying to get them back on. Some four years later, mm-hmm. however long it is. Yeah. Man, 
two with Bryce Drew, and this is yeah. Stacks. But I, you know, year. it's uh, they were playing well. I think they'd gone out to USC and beaten a top five team mm-hmm. with Garland earlier in the year, or came close, and who knows what would happen. So, but here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Indeed. Um, snow notwithstanding, what are your plans this weekend? This weekend, a uh, little NFL, uh, obviously watching on Sunday, although, but um, uh, Saturday doing a little house cleanup, I think. <laughs> so, gotcha. not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Got a got a birthday dinner coming up this weekend, but. Yours so, or someone else's? Mine. Ah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like how that was subtly. Yeah. Subtly threw that in there. Oh, well, well. You asked. Ho- 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 <laughs> hopefully someone has some big plans for your birthday, huh? Mm, yeah, we're, pl- we're going to hit. You planting the seed or have the plans uh, already no, been we, made? No, plans have already been set in motion, so I've just got to determine where I want to go eat. That's always a big deal. Yes. It's a hard decision, though. Oh, breast it's tough. Lan- breast land. No, we're, no, we're going to go head south of the border. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Okay. Or the or the line. Not we're not going to go that far. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. I understand. Okay, all right. Well, have fun with that. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm looking forward to it. That's it. But uh, yeah, doing a little house cleaning this weekend and um, watch a little uh, little football. Um, sure, some college basketball at some point. So, okay. Trying trying to get into that because you know with the Titans not in play, it's not much football else. fandom at least for here is uh, is kind of done for the year. So. And we're about to hit that dead week, too, in the NFL. Yeah. For the Super Bowl, so. There might be a road trip that weekend. We, me, you, and Sundrop Kid need to discuss. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Does this uh, have something to do with the trophy, maybe? Mm-hmm. A trophy? A trophy. A trophy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Need to figure that All out. All right. Always up for a road trip. All right. Always up for a road trip. Well, folks, I think that does us for the week. Yeah. I'll let you take us. You survived. All right. You got the clock over there. Um, What's going on? Yeah. We we appreciate our guests today. Of course, Charles Pulliam uh, with the Williamson Herald, Max Hers, Nashville Area Broadcaster, called a couple of Preds games, works on the broadcast, and uh, our buddy Andrew the Earl Moore talking a little NFL. Um, High school basketball tonight. Complete coverage as always. MainStreetMurray.com, MainStreetPreps.com. Follow Mo on Twitter. Uh, at Mo underscore sports. Mo Patton. Mo Patton underscore sports. Thank you you very much. Yeah. Um, And uh, he's going down to the barn tonight, Loretto. Hopefully I'll have reception down there. Yeah. Um, So uh, I know you're going to enjoy that. Uh, Some nice food on the way as well. So check it all out. uh, MainStreetMurray.com, MainStreetPreps.com. Follow us on Twitter at... MS, MS underscore sports today. There you go. Thankfully, I'm reading it right here. I've got it. So um, that'll do it. Chris will be back uh, hopefully on Monday. We'll get the uh, the Holy Trinity back together in, all in studio. <laughs> not sure about the that Holy one, Trinity. but okay. Yeah, reaction mm-hmm. Monday. I'm not sure what we'll be reacting yeah, to, but stay tuned. We'll see. All right. For the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, I'm JP Plant saying have a great weekend. Stay safe out there. We'll talk to you Monday.